And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Yep, I've got Matt and Conjured on the show today, and we're going to talk about how they screwed up retirement. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to get into the, the weeds about how they managed to get themselves retired, and then based on the information I've recently received, they have unretired themselves. So with no further ado, what I'm going to do is bring Matt and Conjured onto the show, because we, we've got to dig into this. we got to find out if they're having a financial crisis. We need to find out if they're having a midlife crisis. We need to find out what's going on. Matt and Conjuna, how are you guys doing today? Hi, Al. How are you? Doing great. Doing great, Al. Well, you got you guys. You guys sound sad. Like you, you had to go back to work or something. Is that the case? <laughs> I knew that it would be a little controversial as to why. You know what? What happened? You guys are retired. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. last time I had you guys on the show, you, you, Kanja, you, you were on the verge of retiring. Matt, you had already been retired for like three years, and, and you guys had, had dialed in everything and, and figured this whole map out and, and achieved retirement in five years or less, and, and now I get information that says you're unretired. Explain yeah. yourselves. Yeah, so I think, right. Um, so Matt had been reti- – Matt retired 11 months after – we joined Lifestyles Unlimited. As a matter of fact, when he takes pictures with David Fisher and David shows up his two for his two-year retirement, Matt shows up his one for his oh, one-year yeah. retirement. So it's quite, oh, I have a picture. Um, you know, Matt had been home for seven years. And as our kids are now, I mean, Brooke is in college. Ryan is going to be a senior in high school next year. Um, and honestly, having being a leader, being a syndicator, something that has always held an interest for, for us. Um, I think that based on all the education that we have with lifestyles, I felt like, man, it would be a waste to just sit on the time on the sideline, the sidelines. And we wanted to have an opportunity to put all this education to good use um, and help other people that um, are not quite in the position of being leads, but having an opportunity, giving an opportunity to friends that we've made along the way um, to invest uh, in this deal with us. So uh, it's something that I've always wanted to do. But now that we're both home, um, we really had an opportunity to go after after that that goal. I think you covered it. I mean, basically, it boils down to, you know, like you said, Al. Yeah, essentially, we did unretire, but um, it, it comes down to meeting a challenge and and wanting to to do more and and seeing our knowing our skill sets, knowing what we're capable of, and being able to put our our lifestyles education to good use and, and helping. Some of our, our family and friends, you know, to to continue their journey as well. Well, whoosh! That is a sigh of relief to me because I thought that you guys had had given up on real estate. I thought you had gone back to your engineering degrees and your your engineering life in oil and gas. And man, I was just I was depressed. I was feeling really bad. But this is really a good news story, is it not? Indeed. I would be depressed, too, if I had to go back to a W-2 job. <laughs> well, let, let's let's talk about that W-2 job, because, I mean, you guys were very successful. Both of you have engineering backgrounds. Both of you have engineering degrees. Both of you 
own MBAs. So this tells me that you're, you're highly educated. You went to work in the oil and gas sector. You made six-figure incomes, but something was, was going wrong. Something just wasn't right. Can you tell me what that was? So what, what drove us, I mean, I, I, will, I will give you the short answer, which is basically income tax. Um, we both had, you know, relatively high-paying W-2 jobs, and um, I cringed every time it was tax season came around. Um, so we were looking for a way to number, not only diversify our investments, we were very heavily invested in the stock market, but really to give us relief on um, the tax side of things. In real estate, we, we had friends that were already uh, members of Lifestyles Unlimited, and we started talking about how to... Uh, you know, provide some relief to the five-figure checks that are, we were mailing to the IRS in every April on top of whatever we had, um, you know, had been the, the withdrawal throughout the year. Do you guys remember what your effective tax rate was in those days? Do you have any idea or do you even, do you even care? I, I, I don't remember. We were um, in the highest tax bracket for the last two years that we worked. Um, but you know, the effective tax rate obviously doesn't get that high, but it was probably in the, you know, 25% overall. Um, and now I would just say that our effective tax rate is much, much, much lower than that. Well, I, I just did my taxes and my effective tax rate turned out to be just slightly above 5%. Did you guys beat me or are you guys right about there? We beat you. We beat Dang it. You. Dang it. And I, yeah. I know for a fact you have a bigger portfolio than I have, yet you you got a better effective tax rate than I did. How did you guys do that? Real estate. To be honest, because yeah, real, real estate, Al, you should be investing in real estate. Um, because we, there were a number of deals that sold last year. So we sold a bunch, bought a bunch. So I was on the, you know, like, what's what's going to happen? Are we going to have to write a check? Because whenever you sell, you have to capture a whole bunch of tax back. But, you know, ultimately the offset, um, yeah, we beat you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy that you guys beat me. I, I, I just love hearing the good news stories about real estate and what real estate is doing in people's lives. And I know real estate is doing some great things for you. It, it allowed you to step away from corporate America. It allowed you to reposition your life and it allowed both of you to retire. Now, when you achieve retirement at Lifestyles Unlimited, everything in your world changes because you regain 100 percent control over your life. You control your time. You control your finances. You control your income. You control everything. It is an amazing experience to be in. So when they made the decision to stop being retired, they did it for a very strategic reason. Matt, Conjita, would you like to share with the audience what that strategic reason was? Matt? Okay. I'll let him take the uh, hard questions. <laughs> I see. All right. So I get the softballs. Um, yeah, so basically what it was, Alex, you know, it, it was something that had been on our list of things we wanted to try for a while. And the opportunity was there with country retiring. As you said, we now had full control of our time. It, it let us, it put us in a position where we had the ability to dedicate anything and everything that was needed to, to make a deal like this successful. Um, initially we started looking in Houston and, weren't able to find it there. We found one in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is my hometown. 
but because you know it's it's out of you know we're out of town in terms of our ownership of it it also put more pressure on us to be you know somebody has to be able to travel there whenever as much as needed um for you know things you know due diligence closing et cetera et cetera and had Kunja still been at her job I wouldn't have had the flexibility to do that nearly nearly as much as you know with both of us being retired it's it's very simple to hop on a plane and get up there whenever whenever it's needed. So it, it was the opportunity was there, the the drive was there to do this, and having us putting all of our time back in our control gave us the ability to execute as as we you know what we knew needed to happen to, to make this successful. So, Conjuda, what what were your thoughts on on stopping retirement? I mean, after all, you're the one that had been retired the least. We waited the full five years to get you retired. Were you on board with this, or were you kind of thinking apprehensively? Oh no, absolutely. I have uh, I have uh, I don't know undiagnosed ADD, and I can't you know you can ask Matt. I can't sit still, and so uh, you know my retirement. The plan was never to um, sit in front of a TV. I mean, I'm active in two nonprofit uh, boards uh, related to kids' activities, and we always had. I mean, in the back of our minds, we always had this goal of you know let's put together syndication. I mean, based on all the education that we have, I think you know we, we were very confident that it's something that we could do successfully. But as Matt said. It really takes two. I mean, it's it, it, it. So I think it would have been very, very challenging for Matt to do this before, uh, while I still had a job. So before I retire. So once uh, once I left my my job, let's just not maybe not use the word retirement. Once I left my job, um, it really gave me the opportunity to put this plan in motion. So yeah, I not upset at all. Quite quite the contrary. So you guys have have really come together as, as a team in this approach. I mean, you're, you're, you're yin and yang, you're this and that. You're, you're a team that complements each other. Tell me about what it's like to work with somebody that you love very much. Like the unvarnished uh, truth? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's kind of one of those love-hate things. You know, I love, I love working <laughs> with her, but there, there are times, you know, it's like you're close enough to somebody, you know how to push their buttons, and you know what what sets them off. And and there's there's times where where that happens, but you know, I couldn't. I mean, to do something like this, you got to be able to trust the other person, and and there's there's really no other way around it. And and so if you don't have that trust and confidence that that they're there to support you and help you when you need it, uh, you just can't get it done. So it you know, in that in that respect, it's fantastic. I think I think the thing for me, Al, is that Matt, in his approach, um, is super conservative, and so I keep pushing for, hey, we can push this or push that, and and he's always telling me, you know, slow down, so, you know, slow down. So that's probably kind of the, I wouldn't say conflict, but that's when we, you know, we we butt heads. Is that I want him, you know, I want the deal to move faster. I want things to, and he he slows me down, so. Is so that is, fair to is, say, Matt? Is that, yeah, is that fair to say, Matt? Or, or are you sleeping on the couch tonight? What's going on here? <laughs> no, that, that's absolutely fair to say. Uh, I mean, Conjita is, as she said, she, she's very, um, she, she, she needs to be busy. She needs to have stuff to do. She needs to have the next hill to climb, the next challenge, the next task to complete. And, and so she pushes, she, she pushes and, and wants to, to advance things. And, um, you know, I, I'm just, 
I'm kind of the, the the breaks in the in the organization to say you know this is this is we're on a, we're on track we're doing well we, you know there's no need to get ahead of ourselves that's how you that's how you stumble and fall so we're you know we make a good team we complement each other well. So how long ago did you all make that decision to become lead investors? Um, I guess it, it, we we really started working down that path shortly after Conjurer retired. Um, you know, I think she probably took a month off and then figured that, you know, caught up on all her Netflix binge watching and, you know, checked that off the list and said, okay, let's go. So it, it was it was shortly after she retired and, and we started, like I said, we started primarily looking in Houston and, you know, we'd been, we'd been working on our, on our investor list, you know, but we, you know, increased our networking a bit and, and, Started getting the list ready in case we needed it, and you know, tried to find something in Houston for the longest time. And, and then Lifestyles opened their brokerage in Tennessee, and that's we made contacts there with uh, with Cindy, who's their their uh, their broker up there. And she started giving us deals that were in in the Tennessee area, and we found this one in Knoxville that just checked all the boxes and was everything we were looking for. And, and so we jumped on it and ended up uh, buying that. Uh, it was October of last year. End of September, sorry, closed. So did did you go to Tennessee because there was some roots connected to you, Matt? Or tell me tell me the real reason for going to Tennessee and not staying local in Texas? Yeah, lots of roots to me in Tennessee, specifically Knoxville. Knoxville is my hometown. It's where I was born, where I was raised. Um, and even though my family over you know at times has moved away, other than me, everybody has has worked their way back there. So I I have. Lots of roots in the area. Um, the the you know you know the one I like saying is you know the property that we ended up buying. The house that I grew up in is a half a mile maybe down the road, and I mean it's on the same road as as the property that we ended up buying. So I I know the area extremely well. I have I have lots of, of family and, and connections in the area that have helped us out in in terms of building. You know again. We're we're one of the first, if not the first, I don't know, to uh, to buy something in in Tennessee in the Knoxville area, and uh, so you know, Lifestyles has helped as much as they can, but there's still some some vendors and 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 things that you're gaps that are missing. So having family and, and having connections in the area has helped us to to build the team that we put together to, to actually pull this deal off too. So it's it's been very beneficial to us. Yeah, I think that is so cool that when you built your team, you involved people that you trust, you love, and you respect. They're a part of your team. They're your eyes, your ears, and maybe your conscience on the property. That's a beautiful thing. We come back from the break. We're going to talk to them about lead investor certification. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. I don't know which one bums you out more, the, the little wheel, you get in the little wheel and run, or the cubicle. Go to your prison cubicle. Think about being in prison every day. What do you do? You get up every day and stand in your cubicle. Maybe sit in your cubicle. What do you do when you go to work every day? Go to the cubicle. Whew. I couldn't put up with it when I was there. I had to get out. Ready to get out too? Learn how at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. 
Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by Conjita and Matt, and together we are working on your financial freedom. Now, let me share some facts about Matt and Conjita that maybe I haven't shared so far in, in this radio show, or, or maybe you're just tuning in so you just don't know what you just don't know. They are both highly successful, highly driven people. They went to college just like you did. They, they earned engineering degrees like maybe some of you did. I know some of you didn't earn engineering degrees. I did not. I was not capable to earn an engineering degree. There, I said it in front of millions of people. They also went on and earned MBAs. They worked in corporate America. They worked in the oil and gas sector. They made six-figure-a-year jobs. They were paying heavy heavy taxes. Yes, you heard me correctly. They were probably in the maximum tax bracket that they could be for their income levels. They decided that something had to change. They had a friend who was a Lifestyles Unlimited member who said, maybe you ought to go check out this this company. It changed my life. So they came and they checked out Lifestyles Unlimited. They became members. They went to work investing in multifamily. And then they figured out that they could harness the power of single family and by buying single family assets and just taking advantage of the cash flow that comes off of those assets, they could get Matt retired. The game plan was to get him retired first and they got it done in a year. Now they went to work getting Conjita retired, but there was one thing that strategically kept her from retiring as soon as she could. Conjita, would you like to explain why you continued to work, even though you were probably in a position in less than five years to, to stop working? Yeah. So it's, I work for a company that um, has extremely, extremely good retirement and um, uh, post-retirement health benefits. And so since I was so close to that finish line and being eligible for health benefits, that's one of the reasons why I stayed in my, in my job as, as long as I did. Um, and so that's, that's really the, the, what, what kept me there. So now we have the health coverage in perpetuity um, because of that. So I don't have to worry about having to buy it on the market, if you will, or as, a, as an independent person, which is, I think will be much more expensive and the coverage wouldn't be as good. So it was, it was strictly a strategic move on your part. Correct. So when, when could you have retired? Let's say if we took the whole retirement benefits out of it, when, when could you have retired? How close to Matt could you have retired yourself? You um, probably within, um, so Matt retired 11 months after we joined. I could have probably retired within 36 months. So I stayed an additional two years, you know, past what I, what, what, what I could have done. Okay. So, so two additional years working, but in those two years, did you not feel like you were in control? Like you could just like walk away at any moment? Oh my goodness. I mean, and even, be, even before then, because, you know, I used to joke with people like plan B, it's, if, if something happens here with my job and I have to figure out something else to do outside of this company, uh, plan B would have always been, well, since we're doing Lifestyles Unlimited anyway, to go do real estate full time. Um, we would have had to do some things a little bit different, um, you know, had I left before my, you know, that, that clock started, uh, struck midnight, if you will. Um, but that was the plan. And so having the 
peace of mind of being in a position. I mean, I had a great job. I liked the people that I worked with. So it wasn't a particular chore. But having the peace of mind to say, hey, you know, if if one of these reorgs, I end up, the music stops and I, I don't have a chair, that's not what, where other people were terrified, right? Every time a reorg came around, I mean, you, you could sense how tense people were all the time around this. And I'm, I'm, you know, somewhat shrugging my shoulders to say, well, you know, it'll be what it'll be and I'll be fine either way. So, Matt, Conjura continues to work. She continues to work to provide you health care. What are you during, doing during the four years where she's slaving away in corporate America? What are you doing in retirement? Um, so I, I, basically my job then was to manage the kids in the real estate. And that, that was, that was what I did. You know, there's a bunch of guys out there in the audience that are screaming at the radio right now going, dude, you should have been playing Xbox. Oh, Oh, you are. I did my fair share of that too. Oh, you were doing Xbox. So you did have time. It was, it wasn't like it was a 40 hour a week thing. Oh, oh no, oh no, no, no. There's, there's, there's a, you know, you, you, you know, you got to time manage things a bit, but yeah, it was, it was not a 40 hour a week thing. It was, you know, heavy hours in the morning, heavy hours after school. And, and then you kind of get your midday and evenings to yourself. Matt and Conjida, talk to me about the value of the lead investor certification for the both of you. I, I reflect back when we joined Lifestyles Unlimited. I mean, I, I'll be very frank. We knew absolutely nothing about real estate investment. So without the training that Lifestyles Unlimited gave it, uh, provided to us, um, not only with the education and the certification that exists, but the support network, not only from the operations consultants, from the realty, from the you know real estate agents to help us find these properties, I, I, w- I would say this: we couldn't have done this and realistically manage other people's wealth. I would not feel right doing that and being responsible for other people's wealth without um, knowing what I was doing. And the only way was through the certification process. But both of you have MBAs, didn't didn't the the MBA programs teach you how to do this stuff? Not to the level of um, hands-on um, operations. I mean, of course, you know how. To, I mean, the, I think that the leg up that the MBA program gave us gave both of us is that we understand financials, we understand accounting, we know how to read a balance sheet. If, you know, so 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 we have the. I would say we have the financial part covered. The MBA does not cover anything regarding the operational side of the house. How do you find tenants? How do you vet tenants? How do you, you know, God forbid, sometimes evict people, but how do you, you know, bump rents? And that was not present in the MBA education that we had. So the whole specifics on the business management piece and understanding the operational components not from the day-to-day to the strategic stuff, that's where Lifestyles Unlimited came in. That's where the rubber met the road for you guys. Correct. Talk to me about mentorship. I mean, did did you take advantage of the mentorship in Lifestyles Unlimited? Yeah, it, absolutely. We've 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 used their mentors honestly since we joined for you know all of our different activities. You know, we started out with you know consulting on on our passive and our initial passive investments until we were comfortable with those. When we bought the single families, we we consulted with them and turned you know to help us. You know, understand the operation side again. Um, you know, just help us through the process. Make sure we weren't missing anything, 
Um, and, and then we absolutely continued on with that. When we when we bought this was this property, you know, we we were in touch with Mark Petz, who's one of your national mentors, and he helped us, you know, reviewing the deal, making sure that we didn't miss anything, that we you know understood, you know, what what we were getting into, and and helped us to make sure again that we we didn't miss anything, you know, that the the experience and, and expertise that's available there is is, is something that. You absolutely should take advantage of it because it is immensely helpful to you know hold your hand through the process and make sure that you're you don't miss a step. Would you say the education and the mentoring complements each other, or do they conflict with each other? Well, they, they absolutely complement each other. Um, you know, the, the mentors the mentors reinforce what the education is teaching you. You know, the education gives you the tools and, and the mentors help you to actually go and, and use those tools and, and put them into practice. And and you can't have one without the other. And, and they're both extremely valuable and, and worthwhile tools to, to take advantage of. Talk to me about the strategic path going forward. You've got one multifamily asset under your belt. You're looking for another one. What is, what is the long-term goal? Are you, are you looking to get say three and stop? Are you going to 10? What's, what's your number and why? Well, I'm, I'm not sure what the long-term goal is. If I'm, if I'm perfectly honest, Al, I know, I know the immediate goal is, is to continue to grow in the Knoxville area. Uh, We, we have the 39 unit, which is a little on the smaller side. So we want to, expand in that area to give us some economies of scale there that'll help us to, you know, be successful at both properties by driving costs down a bit. Um, so that that's the immediate growth path. Um, I don't see a reason to change. Honestly, I, I like the market there. And as long as we can continue to find opportunities and deals, I don't see us uh, stopping that anytime soon. Uh, eventually, at some point way down the road, We'll, we'll do what everybody does and back off that. But you know, we're both we're both fairly young, and and we both have, enjoy the the challenge and and the have the drive to do it. And so that's that's the you know for the for the time being, you know, the idea is to continue down this path and see how far we can go with it. Let's talk a little bit about legacy. Now, you you mentioned earlier that you have two beautiful children. You have Brooke and Ryan that are part of your household. What what are their thoughts on real estate investing? Do they think mom and dad are nuts, or what what are they thinking? No, like I said, you know, Brooke is going to college, and she says that her engineering career is going to be her psychic because real estate is really what you know where she's going to make her money. And engineering is something she's doing because she enjoys the concept. She likes math and physics. She wants to build roller coasters, but her, yeah, her, her financial security is going to come from the real estate side. I think, like I said, I think that because, because we have been involved, I guess 2006. So Ryan was nine, Brooke was um, 11 or 12 at the time when we joined. Um, So they were relatively young. And so just, it, it, it has shown them that there's a different way, there's a different path to pay your bills versus just getting a job. So giving them, I think, I think that's what I count as, as the legacy, much more so than whatever money we might be, you know, leaving them when we leave this earth. But it's really the education and the information that they have now that we, Matt and I, neither of us had when we were growing up. That's what I consider the legacy. Do you guys sit down with them and talk about all the investments? Oh, yeah. It's part of our normal. I mean, you know, we don't sit down and, and lecture, but if we're, we always sit down for dinner or 
you know, not with Ryan, but when Brooke was here, we would sit down for dinner together every night. And it's funny because they would tell me that we are the only family that sits down for dinner together. Their friends all just kind of eat whenever. But anyway, and it would be part of, oh, hey, we've got this distribution or, hey, this is refinancing. And actually, one of the properties that they have a little piece invested in um, refinanced uh, six months ago or so, and they got um, a check for 50% of their investment. So they already see the results. Um, so we tell them, hey, we're depositing this much money in your account because this property was fired or something sold. And so here's, so they are seeing all of that. So what, 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 what was the look on their face? I, I can't even get it out of my mouth. What was the look on their face when you presented them with that check for a return of their investment capital that they didn't even do anything to, to, to get it? I guess, you know, because, because they, they, they've been to the today. Um, they have been around Lifestyles Unlimited. They, they attended half of an expo one year. And so it wasn't completely surprising. We, we told them that the refi was coming. So I think that they were happy, but not completely surprised, if that makes sense, because they already, they, they kind of, that's their expectation. I don't know, Matt, do you have a different perspective? No, I, I kind of agree. I think I think in that in that sense that their their reaction is a bit muted versus a normal a normal one simply because you know they they've they've gone through the education they understand how it works they've heard us discussing and talking it for years and I mean if anything it was not you know for them it was nice to see it put in place on one of their investments hey i want to thank you guys for being on the show today but the music's starting and i gotta go but if you want to get started go to lifestylesunlimited.com sign up for a free workshop and let's get you going thank you for listening to lifestyles unlimited's real estate investor radio show ready for more of the map visit lifestylesunlimited.com explore our videos and articles click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts view the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows want to continue the conversation follow lifestyles unlimited on facebook today we want to meet you as well sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com until next time remember it's not the money it's the lifestyle The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.